Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-slumbersome Louis Fox. <laughs> I'm a slumberjack, if, if you will. <laughs> yeah, because I woke up early to do a podcast, and then I get on the Zoom, and like you're nowhere to be found. Uh, I know where I was. I was. You probably knew where I was. I was asleep in my cushy bed. You were in, uh, <laughs> you know, dreamy land. <laughs> I was dreaming of doing an amazing podcast. <laughs> you were dreaming of a world with no racism. <laughs> exactly. It was. It was. Uh, John Lennon was playing the soundtrack to my dream. Well, it gave me an opportunity to. You know, I filled the time. I went to the Idaho Potato Museum. Nice. Uh, what? Now, was it amazing? Uh, oh yeah, this is my third time to the <laughs> Idaho Potato Museum. Your, dude. your next oh. one's free. I, I do not mess. I wish that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, and I got some postcards, Louis, for our Patreon listeners. So nice. just so you know, you might be receiving some postcards from me from right. the Idaho Potato Museum. And if my signature's on it, it's clearly forged because I'm in <laughs> Prescott, Arizona right now. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, we've been doing these Zoom, Zoom ones because we're on the road, so it's really hard to get together. But uh, they have to be going good, man. And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time. And I how's know. everything going? It's doing well. It's doing well. So you mentioned uh, some casual racism a second ago. Yeah. So I've experienced, like, overt racism, but never really passive that I was aware of. So mm-hmm. it was really weird and unsettling. So I'm walking through downtown Prescott. Uh, or maybe you don't notice the passive. Yeah, well, that's just it. Yeah. This is the most most overt passive racism <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced. And there, I see this restaurant that says they have a haunted kitchen. I'm like, I'm in. So it's a bar. Mm-hmm. So I sit at the only open seat. And the bar, t- everyone looks at me like, and like for a little too, like, it wasn't a glance. It was the, a look. And yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't good. And I sit down. So the bartender's talking to a guy. He finishes his conversation, makes everyone directly on both sides of me, offers them a drink and makes them. Doesn't acknowledge me at all. And then he goes back and resumes his conversation. <sighs> Brutal. And I was like, after 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm out. And, you know, in my heart, I just hope I died three weeks ago in a car crash in Utah, and I'm actually a ghost. Yeah, well, maybe you did sit in the seat that is reserved for old, <laughs> old-timey old dead, dead Joe, you know? Yeah. That was like, you know, was there like a, you know, a, a drink, full drink at that seat already? <laughs> that was slowly lowering as was I was Was there like there. an eternal flame burning? <laughs> there, there was a, an urn, though. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. You're not supposed to sit in that seat, man. That's why it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Did say, it did say reserve for, for Ghost Chef. <laughs> for Ghost Chef or like making pottery with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> well, I'm sorry <laughs> that, you experienced that. That would explain that. the potter's wheel on the bar. <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe you just didn't do, you know, was it one of, cause it is a haunted kitchen. Maybe it's like, you know, with a speakeasy, like you gotta know a secret code or something. Yeah. But he didn't even and like the secret code is white person. <laughs> the secret code is this is brown face I'm wearing. <laughs> and I start wiping it off. <laughs> oh, this sucks, man. I'm sorry. You had to deal with that. Uh, it's whatever it is. You know, I mean, it's not whatever it is, but, uh, I ended up having a lovely dinner at the red Robin. 
<laughs> a little less racist at the Red Robin. Yeah, yeah. Unless have... you are a Blue Robin, then... <laughs> Don't even walk in the door if you're a Blue Jays. <laughs> don't Jay. even think about it, man. <laughs> if you're a Blue Jays fan, don't even go in there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get to the stories with a little less racism. Let's do it. And now for some weird news. This story comes from NBCPhiladelphia.com. That's a news source more reliable than using marijuana to fix a pothole. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. I see. It's because they both are pot, right? Yeah. Is that what it is, Louie? It's, it's like calling oh, the... Oh, <laughs> wow. It's like the pot calling the pot green. <laughs> I, that would be great. Who wouldn't slow down and like, you know, take a little hit, you know, yeah. it's just a joint it's just smoking out of the pothole. <laughs> All right. So Florida man fed up with potholes plants banana tree in road. Yeah. It's like, it's like a traffic cone that offers delicious snacks. Absolutely. Right. And this is very similar. We did a story on one of our Patreon episodes that was about a person that filled a pothole in their neighborhood with a Christmas tree, and I yep. think they even put gifts under the Christmas tree. Yeah, they put presents under there. <laughs> yeah, they did. It was like a tire iron or like, you know. <laughs> it was some fix-a-flat. <laughs> As the story goes, a man fed up with a private road in poor condition near his southwest Florida business has a novel solution. Plant a banana tree in a pothole to warn motorists away. The banana tree solved the pothole problem, but now they have to deal with dodging monkeys on the road. Yeah, right? Or all the the, the slippery banana peels on the ground. <laughs> it's like a game of Mario Kart. <laughs> created a bigger issue. It's like the one child thing in China. You didn't see the issues that this would create with your solution. Yeah, there's no women now. <laughs> Last week, Brian Raymond planted the tree in a stubborn pothole along Honda Drive just off US-41 in South Fort Myers. Raymond, who owns Progress and Pride Fitness Group, said the idea of planting a banana tree ripened in his mind after having to fill holes in the street with cement multiple times. I like that his solution is, I'm just going to put giant obstacles that will really mess up your car a lot more than a pothole. My question is, maybe he shouldn't be filling the holes himself with cement if they keep cracking, right? Maybe he's just not good at filling holes with cement. Yeah, he runs a gym. He's not a structural engineer. <laughs> yeah, and he runs a smoothie shop. He has all these leftover <laughs> banana trees. From his I mean, it's, not, it's probably cheaper because a banana tree is $40. Actually, cement's pretty cheap. So 40 bucks for a banana tree. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's... expensive fill. Well, why wouldn't you just cement around the banana tree then? Because the banana is going to give it the structure it needs. Yeah, right? Because Honda Drive is a private street, county officials said it's up to the business owners to maintain the street. So basically, he's raising awareness that he's a lazy business owner. <laughs> or that the other people are. Maybe this is like his Banksy street art, right? He's like, oh. take that, you know? For Raymond, the banana <laughs> tree that is... subway. <laughs> for, for Raymond, the banana tree is an attention-grabbing repair. If we have to maintain it and make sure nobody gets hurt, we're going to put something obvious there to make sure nobody gets in the hole. Yeah, nothing like... I don't know. You could 
I bet if you put a little, took, took an old pallet, you threw it down there, and then cemented over, you'd be good to go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this there must be a ton of potholes if he's already done cement, and then now... I mean, I like the idea. I like being silly with your fixes. Like, the banana tree's awesome, but now it's like, you know, cars are going to be swerving around into oncoming traffic <laughs> to go get around it. I, I couldn't see that child around the banana tree. It's like a goddamn Mad Max, right? Or like, you know, Escape from New York. There's like flaming cars over the potholes. Yes. What's that in the pothole? Well, I stole Kennedy's eternal flame and put it in there. <laughs> For some time, Raymond's security cameras have captured problems along the street, including a pothole damaging cars and floodwaters causing the trash bin to float away. I some think, <laughs> Can you imagine what this guy's property insurance has to be now, now that he's acknowledged all these problems? Like, you know, the insurance agent's like, what's wrong with your problem? Well, my trash bins float away. There's, there's a goddamn banana tree in the middle of the road. There's a gang of raccoons that will rob you for gold. <laughs> Some who work along the road say anything is better than potholes. I love it. I think it's hilarious. We should have more of these, said Scott Shine, who works at a nearby business, told WBBH. I think it is sending a message. Maybe Scott Shine should reach out to his boss and be like, hey, pitch in and help this guy fill these potholes. Well, who is it sending a message to? Like, what? Like, we're coming for you, city. <laughs> because it's not even the city's problem. <laughs> exactly. We're sending a message to local, the other streets. We are hardcore. You could grab a banana as you drive by. <laughs> He's seen so many cars hit a pothole. I'm going to open, open a smoothie stand next to that pothole. Right? He's seen so many cars hit a pothole on the street and bottom out that it's a real concern. Charlie Lopez, who lives in nearby Cape Corral, agrees. So it, I don't think I've ever seen a car bottom out on a pothole. How deep is that pothole if your car I mean, bottoms out? There is a picture of it, and it does look like he put a quite a bit of dirt into it. I mean, it's like... The you can't see the roots at all. It looks like you put bark mulch in it. But that's and there's the thing. like a little GoPro behind it. Yeah, but the problem is you got to dodge the GoPro, and dodging the GoPro, you go into the pothole. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, you know, forty dollars to fix this, but I now I have like I've gone through three GoPros that have been ran over. It messes My- up. It messes up your tire, messes up the rim, and then it basically messes up your day. He said. For some, for some though, the sight of a tree brings disbelief. I pulled up and I'm like, is that really a tree in the middle of the road? Said John Holker, who lives in Fort Myers, speaking with Wink TV. And that was the end of the article. There was like, that was it. That was a weird way to end it. First of all, I I don't believe anything from Wink TV because everything's told with a wink. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I think the banana is cool. I'm thinking like you should put like those inflatable ghosts, you know, like those things at the car dealerships, right? Oh, the wavy arm guy. Yeah, they're like moving around. Like how cool would that be? Like you're going down, there's just all these weird inflatables. You just got to like have it be themed too forever. Like so Christmas, you put the Christmas tree in. Halloween, you put a giant like, you know, crypt over it. Yeah, that would be cool. See? Or no, you should you should have a, like a tombstone of like four tourists once tried to drive through here. <laughs> R.I.P. 2009. I like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even know how. The, I mean, the guy obviously had to send in this article himself. Like how else would the this article the person who wrote this article know who planted the tree unless he sent it in himself correct yeah no he's really trying to raise awareness with himself yeah right 
<laughs> trying to get is... some business for my fitness club <laughs> and smoothie shop. My banana tree business, my banana hammock business. <laughs> It's all about the banana hammock business. All right, Louie, what do you think? I think it's a fun, creative solution. I just think he shouldn't be whining as much as he should. He should be like, look, I put a banana tree in the road. Yeah. Why are you whining? Like, the city's not going to do anything about it. Maybe, you know, he's trying to raise awareness by whining to the other businesses that aren't contributing. But, like, what's the – why are you whining so much? Yeah, exactly. It's your job. Your job is to do it, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> we we had the we had the business owners meeting and you were elected pothole guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. Weird news story number two. This story comes from goodwordnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than getting a Nobel Prize in journalism for reporting fake news. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they do have that. <laughs> the most misleading news prize. That, yeah. <laughs> and the science behind it. <laughs> this story goes, IG Nobel Prize winners celebrate weirdest scientific discoveries. Yes, this is now we were breaking news for several of these. So they do cover something that we covered on episode 109 about the beard punch. They do reference it a little bit. If you want to hear a more in-depth breakdown from us, not fake news, go to 109, (laughs) the beard punch. And so it goes, while disappointing in many ways because half the fun of a live ceremony is the rowdy audience participation, the ceremony retained many in-person traditions. Great in-person traditions like asking for tickets, a $9 beer. (laughs) parking (laughs) trying to figure out when is the best time to go to the bathroom you got the guy next to you talking loud on his phone during the Uh, ceremony worst those included real noble laureates announcing the prizes and the world premiere of a mini opera called a bridge between people about children who literally build tiny suspension bridges to join two angry adults (laughs) okay i'm I'm down with this already i would see that show No faces were punched for the beard study published in the scientific journal Integrative Organismal Biology. God damn, that was hard to say. That's a lot of letters. Organismal. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, University of Utah scientists Ethan Becerris, Stephen Nailway, and David Carrier used a fiber epoxy composite to simulate human bone and sheepskin to act as the human skin. Sometimes with the fleece still on, sometimes sheared, they then dropped weights on them. They dropped weights on the skin, but knowledge into our brains. What? The sample with the sample with the fleece still attached absorbed more energy than the sheared samples. I mean, that totally makes sense that it's going to have some buffer, right? I could have told you that. If the same is true for human facial hair, then having a full beard may help protect vulnerable regions of the facial skeleton from damaging strikes, such as the jaw. They said, presumably full beards also reduce injury, laceration, and contusion to the skin and muscle of the face. And it's how I can tell who makes good coffee versus who makes bad coffee. That's why I have a beard, man. You make good coffee. Oh, no, just so I can take a punch because I I get into it with people all the time. Trying to minimize my injuries. You know what, though? Like, you are scrappy, but I think I've yet to see you get in a fight while we're out. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> but I got to always be prepared. That's why I have my throwing star and my beard. <laughs> you keep it inside your beard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a rack of throwing stars. It's obvious that those wads of discarded chewing gum found on sidewalks around the world are pretty revolting. 
But just how revolting? Researchers from a Spanish university determined the already chewed gum that has been stuck to the sidewalk for three months is teeming with nasty bacteria. So I'm actually up for a Nobel Prize because I figured out the cure for that nasty bacteria is horse dewormer. Yeah, nice. Uh, I love that their study t- was to find out that chewed gum is essentially gross. And they're like, three months is the peak. <laughs> yeah, right? That explains why I get sick every time I eat gum off the gum wall when I visit. <laughs> I just lick the gum raw. It's way more sanitary. Uh, it sounds like a silly study, but as usual, there was some method to the madness. Our findings have implications for a wide range of disciplines, including forensics, contagious disease control, a bio Remediation of wasted chew gum residues. Lila wait, wait, sat- wait, wait. So someone is like inventing a powder to put on the gum on the street. To, like, just scrape that crap up. Put on some gloves, <laughs> scrape it up, and call it a day. Lila Satari, Alba Gain, Angela Vidal Verdu, and Manuel Porcar from the University of Valencia wrote in the paper with was published at nature.com. I like that they wrote a paper that was published online, so it was never in paper. Yeah, right? And they did a research for gum and put it in nature.com, which is not (laughs) part of nature. It's what's ruining nature. Yeah. Beards aren't just cool and trendy. They may also be an evolutionary development to help protect a man's delicate facial bones from a punch to the face. That's the conclusion of a trio of scientists from the University of Utah who are among the winners of this year's IG Nobel Prizes. The Nobel Prize spoofs that honor or maybe dishonor, depending on your point of view. Strange scientific occurrences so or discoveries. I- Yes, we learned that the IG Nobel Prize is the onion of scientific awards. Yeah, it's like a satirical, but it is kind of cool. I don't think that it would be a dishonor, right? I mean, your discovery is like, hey, this is super cool. I will take any honor bestowed upon me. Really? Even like a restraining order? (laughs) (laughs) Even like seven to life? (laughs) Your honor? <laughs> the winners of the 31st annual IG Nobel Nobels being announced Thursday included researchers who figured out how to better control cockroaches on US Navy submarines. You know what it is? You know how you do it? It's how? all about education and keeping the family intact. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Animal scientists who looked at whether it's safer to transport an airborne rhinoceros upside down and a team that figured out just how disgusting that discarded gum stuck to your shoe is. I think whoever wrote this should get the Nobel, the IG Nobel Prize for the most convoluted article. This article goes in and back. It's like a, it's like it, memento. It travels yeah. through time a lot. Yeah, you got to tattoo the stuff on your, <laughs> your arms as you read it just to like remember what, what you're talking about. Yeah, because they jump back and forth. For the second year in a row, the ceremony was roughly 90-minute pre-recorded digital event because of the worldwide coronavirus pandemic. Heard of it. Said Mark Abrams, editor of the Annals of Improbable Research magazine, the event's primary sponsor. We should we should just make an, a, a, a fake Nobel Prize award that we give out. Yeah, well, I like I want to look up this magazine, the Annals of Improbable Research magazine. How cool is that? Yeah, I think it's Annals, but... Uh... Hey, you know, I did just did a scientific study and I found it's actually anals. Okay. <laughs> so. and I'm, up, I'm up for an award in the anals of improbable research. <laughs> a team of U.S. Navy researchers won for figuring out a cheaper and more effective way to control cockroaches on submarines. The 1971 study that appeared in Journal of Economic Entomology found that traditional methods such as carboxide 
fumigation and use of the pesticide melathione were not good enough. I like how this sur- this study is like 50 years in the making to get this no- fake Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I don't understand. Is this, Are they awarding the people who did the 1971 study or are they awarding people who have updated that study? I, my, guess, I, my guess is no one knows. <laughs> They're just finding weird scientific papers from yeah. like the 20s and 30s. They're like, we're just giving the award for Copernicus for discovering the world's not flat. <laughs> They found that using the pesticide Diclovoris was less expensive and more effective. And that's, you know, the U.S. Army is very, they're all about getting stuff less less expensive, right? So, yeah. Uh, the goal is to return next year's ceremony to its traditional home at Harvard University's Sanders Theater, Abri- Abrahams said. But much depends on whether the pandemic is under control and what kind of travel restrictions are in place around the world. I'm going to do a study on why this place can or cannot return. And I'll win. They'll honor me next year. Right. And we should do. Let's do a study and see what happens. Yeah, but we got to wait 50 years to be, be awarded. <laughs> and then there's a picture of like the prize that they give away. It's a coffee cup with a toothbrush sticking out and a lotto ticket and a cell phone attached to it. Yeah, it's pretty. I, and, and it's the 2019. Award. Oh, yeah, this is the 2019 one. <laughs> like, come on. You can't report on it and have the 2021 award picture. I love that the fact that they have this, right? It's like they do that for movies, right? The worst movie is like the, the Razzies. The Razzies, right? And so I kind of like this. But it's like legit. These people are like, you know, the human punch thing or the. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I don't think we really needed a scientific study to figure out chewed gum is gross and disgusting or that beards a little padding when you get hit with a fist is gonna help a lot more than no padding exactly exactly I, this is all stuff we figured out as uh children yeah exactly all right well uh I, I like it and we should come up with something if you have ideas send us a message on what we should study and we will do it and submit it yes in scientific language well yeah and then we'll post it in nature.com damn straight all right i like it (laughs) yep That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can contribute to our Patreon and become a Patreon member uh, by going to patreon.com slash odd and offbeat. Yeah, for as little as a few bucks a month, you can get such extravagant gifts as a postcard from the Potato Museum. Holler. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? <laughs> I know. I know. Just by mailing it, it, it ups your, it's, they're worth like $83. Yeah, man. This is awesome. You know, it's got you a big old get, potato on it. Buttered potato. <laughs> you can get shout outs from the row on the podcast. Yeah. Um, you can get uh, Matt will actually tattoo your name on, his, on him. So Right now I have six names for all our Patreon contributors. And a, a little heart. <laughs> Where can the fine people see you this week, Louie? Big week. I'm actually home this week. Uh, you can catch me on the 15th filing uh, for my PPP loan forgiveness. It's going to be pretty epic. Nice. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's all you got? <laughs> That's all I got. Hey, you got a week at home, man. That's great. Yeah. Uh, where can they catch you? I'm going to be at the Tulare County Fair in Tulare, California from the 15th to the 19th. 
And then I have a virtual show on the 16th for some, it's uh, my agent put in Munich. So I don't know if it's a German company or if that's the name of the company. I have no idea. So oh, you're going to have to brush it up on my German. You got to brush up on your German and, and your casual racism. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, are you doing the, are you doing it from the road or I am, I'm going to do it. I'm taking all the equipment down to Tulare and uh, going to run it from an Airbnb. So fingers crossed. We'll oh. see how this goes. Maybe, maybe I'll come down and uh, produce it. Do you want to come? How far is Tulare from a city, from an airport? Uh, it's like 30 minutes from Fresno. Oh, well, maybe I'm... You should come. I'm sharing an Airbnb with Puck, and uh, it's going to be a blast, man. It's Puck doing the fair. He just happens to be in the area. So Puck... No, he's doing the fair. Wow. All yeah. right. Maybe I'll come down and kick it. Oh, that'd be that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. My, my, my family will be like, you just got off nine weeks on the road. <laughs> Why don't you, you go to a fair and kick it with Matt and Puck? <laughs> because that's, that's fun. <laughs> well, if you guys want to see that, let me know and I can get you the link or Louis can send you the link if he comes and uh, we will keep you up to date on what Louis decides to do. <laughs> yeah, Cliffhanger. I'm... Tune in for next week. <laughs> see what Louis decides to do. All right, but we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. Check us out on oddandoffbeat.com for any past episodes. If you can, give us a five-star review. That does help us out quite a bit. And uh, we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.